0: Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. Amen. Y'all glad to be here today. Man, I'm so glad to be here. We got Thanksgiving coming up this week, don't we? How many of y'all, you already got your plans for for Thanksgiving and what you're going to what are you going to do? Yeah, how many of you are going to fry a turkey? No? no? Too dangerous? <laughs> yeah. How many of you are going to put it in the oven? Any, any of you all like to smoke turkey? Hello. Someone, look at that. Wood pellet grills, anybody? Going to break the Traegers out this week? Man, uh, what's y'all's favorite? Is it turkey? Is it stuffing? What's your favorite? Is it the cranberry sauce on the side? No stuffing. stuffing. Turkey. Eating. Turkey. Eating. <laughs> I hear you on that football. Macaroni and, Macaroni and cheese. Just There's so much. Let's eat, right? Let's just eat. Let's eat. Just one thing to note, like Jesus would often eat with his disciples and there would be times you'd see. So there's something about eating and fellowship and community, right? Hey, listen, uh, you know, I, I, like to, I like to eat, right? I'm going to do a, I don't know if we're going to do fried turkey this year, but we'll put one in the oven and, uh, and maybe we'll try to smoke one too. We'll see. But uh, anyways, glad to have you here today, and we're going um, to bounce out of the book of Ephesians today, and next week, uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is we're going to start a new message series here called uh, Good Question, and many of you have already done this. You've gone on loop, and you voted for the questions. There's a list there of all the, the various questions. I believe there's eight, and we're going to pick the top three there, and we're going to talk about those. Um, if you haven't done that yet and you want to vote on the questions, um, make sure today to get on loop and to go vote because today is the last day because you know why? We got to get ready for what y'all are picking. And uh, let me tell you something. There's a couple that, uh, couple that have kind of outweighed already, so we, we know that. There's a couple that are in the lead. I'll leave you in suspicion on it uh, which ones those are. But if you haven't looked already, I'd encourage you to go on loop and to, uh, to join in on there and to just pick the top three uh, questions that you like. And, and then we're going to preach it on the next three weeks. And again, what we talk about here time and time again is uh, we don't want to be a church that shies away from challenging issues in life. Because uh, if, if we can't talk about these things in church, then where can we have difficult conversations? Um, people are often... I'm more willing to talk about some of these things in the workplace with coworkers, with friends and family. And sometimes when we start talking about these things in church, people kind of raise their eyebrows and go, oh no, oh no, right? And then we start talking about some of these issues. But here's what I want to say here this morning is that there's not a safer place for us to have these conversations. I'm going to tell you why. It would be a very intimidating and scary thing for anybody who preaches here to come up and to share their opinions on these questions. I mean, that would be just a horrific thing. But praise God, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to look at what does God's word have to say about these things. Let's look at what does the word of God say when it comes to these challenging, maybe even in some circles, controversial issues that are going around in life that I'm sure you're having conversations with people at work, friends and family. Or if you just, you know, turn on the news or for whatever reason, you see uh, these things come across your your eye gates. And we're going to talk about them. And we're going to say, what does God's word say about this? And so i am looking forward to it. We did this about a year ago, and uh, I believe we actually it was a six-week uh, series. And some of the questions we talked about a year ago were uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, you know, we talked about if stuck in a rut in life and can't seem to move, what should I do? And I remember one of the ones last year we talked about was, or this was a couple years back actually, 2020, how would Jesus approach politics in 2020? I'm gonna, let me tell you something. Y'all might go, whoo, I can't believe y'all... Y'all touched on that. Let me just tell you, um, we we, and we're we're actually not doing that one this year. We did it last year, Uh, but we had great response back from that 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 message series. And it's not so much about uh, candidates or anything like that. But again, it's back to what does God's word say about issues that we deal with day in and day out. That's what the heart of this all is. And so, again, if you haven't already, get on loop. You got uh, I think tonight till midnight, and I think that's the cutoff there where we're going to go ahead and take the top three questions. We're going to go from there. So very excited about that. Um, if you brought your Bible today, go ahead and turn to Psalm 100. And uh, I want to talk today about Thanksgiving. Oh, we're in the week of Thanksgiving. But how Thanksgiving is the doorway to God's presence. And I want to show you what the Bible says about this in Psalm 100 verse 4. Before I do that, I want to—I um, guess I'll just pose this question today: so what, what are you thankful for? Just think about that for a little bit. What am I truly thankful for? Do I have something to be thankful for? Just we, we all have something to be thankful for, right? But when you really ask yourself that question, you start thinking: What? What am I grateful? You know, what? And, and how often am I thanking God for the blessings that He's given me in my life? What do I have to be thankful for? My, my, my family, my friends, maybe it's health, maybe it's that I'm here, got air in my lungs. I'm thankful for, uh, for my job, right? Thankful that I had a vehicle to get here this morning. And if I, didn't a ve- did, if I did not have a vehicle to get here this morning, I'm thankful that I got here on my two legs. And uh, if I didn't get here on my two legs, I'm thankful I had friends who brought me here this morning. And the truth is, we all have something to be thankful for. And I want to talk about how thankfulness and a thankful heart truly is a doorway into the presence of God. How many of you here, you want to be in the presence of God? I want to be where God is. I want to be in his presence. I don't know about you, but I don't just want to live my life just kind of walking, deciding, choosing to do my own things, followed just by any spirit. I want to be led and living my life following led by the Holy Spirit. I want to be in his presence. And the doorway into that is is Thanksgiving. And it's the heart of Thanksgiving. I want to read to you Psalm 100 verse 4. This is what it says. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter his gates with Thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. We enter into God's presence with thanksgiving. I bring him thankfulness, a heart of gratitude. Thank you, God, for what you've done for me. Thank you. I have something to be thankful for. And this is how we we usher, and this is how we we, we walk and step into God's presence. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Well, where is the Spirit of the Lord? In the presence of God. The Spirit of the Lord is where, where the presence of God is. And so when I have a heart of thanksgiving, I'm, I'm ushering into the presence of God. I'm stepping into the presence of God. What am I stepping into? The Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. This is what you hear today, is if you are looking for freedom, if maybe you felt like you're in bondage and you've been chained up for a while or you've been dealing with an issue, where it starts, where freedom begins, is stepping in with a thankful heart, is telling God, thank you. It shifts your perspective, and it shifts your mindset on everything. When I come to God with thankfulness, I enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. I'm grateful, God. I'm grateful. You know, Paul and Silas, they're in prison, what are they doing? When they get get arrested for teaching and preaching God's word, and they get thrown in prison, and what do they start doing in prison? They start thinking, singing hymns to God, praises to God in heaven. I don't know about you, but how many of you, if you're in prison— OK, Your first thought is, I'm going to start singing praises to God. I'm going to thank Him. I'm going to thank God. I'm going to praise God in the middle of prison. That's not typically the first uh, step that people take, right? But to come with them, thankfulness, what do they do? They begin praising God, and what happens? It's the most incredible story ever. They're chained up, and what happened to their chains? They break off, they fall. The chains fall. Prison doors are open. And here's the beautiful part in the whole story. Not only do they experience freedom, but everyone around them experience freedom. Because your thankfulness and heart of gratitude has a direct impact on people who you're with and the people around you, the people that are surrounded by you in your life, in your sphere of influence. You have the ability to have an impact on somebody else's life by being known for a person that's thankful and grateful. I have a heart of gratitude. I'm thankful. God, I don't just come to you with my wants and desires, but I come to you to tell you thank you for the blessings that you've given me. And what happens when we do that, it changes our perspective. It takes our eyes off of the problem, and it magnifies the problem solver. It magnifies God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Your heart of thankfulness has a direct impact on others around you. I'm going to read to you First Thessalonians. You can turn there if you brought your Bibles. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. We hit on this a little bit this morning here. What does it say? It says, rejoice. Always. Somebody say always. always. If, you, if you study the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Aramaic, always means always. Did you know that? <laughs> Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. People are searching for, where do I start with knowing the will of God for my life? It's these three spiritual disciplines right here. It's rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and giving thanks in all circumstances. Notice it doesn't say, give, give thanks for all circumstances. And I've seen people kind of teach on this and talk about this. Like, well, give, you know, you're supposed to give thanks for everything. No, that's not what it says. Give thanks in everything. See, last time I checked, God is not the author of death or sickness. And so what it's not saying is that I'm giving thanks for a sickness. I'm not giving thanks for a diagnosis. I'm not giving thanks for those things, but I can thank God in all circumstance. And so no matter what I'm going through, what I'm facing, I have something to thank God for. I can be grateful, rejoice always. Now that is easy when you're on a mountaintop in life, <laughs> But when you get stuck in traffic, and you're late for a meeting or whatever, and you're like, oh my goodness, and people are cutting you off, and you're like, these people don't know how to drive around here, right? They're just cutting me off, no care in the world. It's hard to rejoice always. It can be easier said than done. And this is why I tell you this. These three things are spiritual disciplines. These are things that we have to discipline ourselves to do, meaning that I don't just wait for a feeling to rejoice, and I don't just wait for a bad circumstance to pray, I don't, I, don't just, I don't just wait for something good to happen to give thanks. Something good has already happened. Amen. The greatest miracle as a follower of Jesus is that you and I have been saved by Christ Jesus. Amen. We all have something to be thankful for and grateful for. Three spiritual disciplines for your life. And you can, you can write this down here today. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. And all of these require us to do what? All of these require us to pre-decide ahead of time. Where you're going to struggle with this a lot is if like you don't think about this ahead of time and then you get into a circumstance and you're like, oh man, you know, I just kind of went off the deep end there, right? I just went into a whole rampage of complaining and ranting and I didn't even think about this, right? But it's a, it's a decision and it's a daily choice to choose gratitude, to choose gratitude. And so I predecide ahead of time. This is something that you're going to have to choose to do even when you don't feel like it. That's, this is the key. This is, we're talking about taking steps and living out the gospel and living out what this means for our lives and truly seeing breakthrough in our lives. It starts with us putting some action, some steps together and saying, I, I got to do something. I can't just wait. See, the world works in the, in the exact opposite of this. They, they're like, well, if nothing good happens to me. I got nothing to thank God about, right? If nothing good happens, then I, can't, I can't rejoice, right? I've got to wait for a feeling. And our world often operates on this idea of feelings. And if I, if I feel a certain way, then that's just the way I need to react and respond. That's just proper coping in my, in my feelings. But I would tell you here today that these three spiritual disciplines, you're not always going to feel. And if you wait for a feeling, you'll be waiting for a long time. If I'm waiting to rejoice, I could be waiting for a long time. Maybe it's just on Sundays, but this goes beyond Sunday. This is like rejoicing in the Lord on Tuesday, right? And what does that mean, living that? That means that I'm praying without seizing. What is praying without seizing? That means I have a continuation of my life where I, I live this life of prayer where I'm constant communication with my heavenly Father. Where like, I don't, I don't let a day go by where it's like, okay, I need to talk to God. I need to talk to God. I need to talk to God. It's praying without seizing. It's a continuation. I have direct communication with the Father in heaven. It's the most incredible thing. You and I are able to just cast our cares on him. We're going to talk to God. A continuation of prayer and giving thanks in all circumstances, not for. Yes. Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 4 through 7. Go ahead and turn there if you can here. It'll be up on the screen as well. <clears throat> this is a passage that many of you, you've heard. Uh, you know some of you could probably quote Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, it starts off by saying what? (laughs) There it is again. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, even if your circumstances don't look good, you can rejoice in the Lord. Because we always can be grateful and thankful for the salvation that we have through Christ Jesus. So in the Lord, I can always rejoice, no matter my situation. And then what does he say? Again, I really want you to get this, right? Again, I will say, rejoice. This is, a, this is a big deal. He's doubling down on it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Not cold-heartedness, but reasonableness. Are you known by your reasonableness? The Lord is at hand. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's the part, me and Michael were talking about this this morning. That's, that's the part that we typically we skip over. We're like, okay, prayer, 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 prayer. By prayer and supplication With thanksgiving, what are we talking about here? We're not just talking about shotgun prayers. We're talking about a thankful prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for the blessings. Supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Speak them out. Speak them out. Don't just keep them bottled up in your mind, but hey, speak those things out. And what happens? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, what are we talking about here? We're talking about an anxious situation. How many of you have dealt with anxiety before in one way or another? You don't have to raise your hand, but you've, you've dealt with anxiousness, worry, fear, anxiety. Maybe something has, has been gripping you. Maybe it's something that's lasted for a long time. You've been dealing with anxious thoughts, right? This is exactly what we're talking about here this morning. We see that Satan, he'll bring anxiousness, he'll try to bring fear, he'll try to be, bring worry, because that's how he speaks. He's the father of lies. But here's your weapon. In everything, what does it say? By prayer with thanksgiving. Here's the key. Your weapon against anxiety are thankful prayers. Thankful prayers, is your, that's your weapon against anxiety. And I wrote it like this, and we can put this up on the screen as well. A thankful prayer removes the sting from Satan's attack. Thankful prayers will remove the sting from Satan's attack. See, he'd love for you to do nothing more than just, oh, I'm under attack. I got nothing to be thankful for, God. And to just kind of look at your situation and what you're facing and the problem, just kind of magnify that and just, and just kind of you just totally discount everything else. But what happens when we bring these thankful prayers, it removes the sting from Satan's attack, and it takes the pleasure out of his plan? I you to think about that for a second takes the pleasure out of his plan. (laughs) Like he wants us to fall apart. He wants us to throw in a towel. He wants us to give in to the anxiety and go, "Hey, nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to dive into this right now. That's what he wants. But when you start thanking God, it's the counter of that. And what happens? What's followed in here in the promise? What does it say in in verse 7? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding... This peace of God that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Where people are like, why are you so peaceful? You shouldn't be so peaceful right now. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It's not logical that you seem so together right now. (laughs) Like it doesn't make sense that you're okay right now. Well, it's because it's not something within myself. It's Jesus and me. It's the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It's not something I can just explain to you logically. It's just something that supernaturally God can do in your life. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, what does it say? It says, well, guard your hearts and your minds. And I like this picture here. It's like, it's like the peace of God. It's like soldiers around your heart on guard, protecting your heart, protecting your mind. God's peace, protecting my heart, protecting my mind. Why, why, why does it surpass understanding? Because I can't figure that out. I can't calculate that and figure that out. It's, it's something beyond me, but it's God's, it's God's peace that guards my heart. It's protection. Are you grateful for that here today? God's protection. Your heart is peace that surpasses understanding. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Satan wants us to magnify the problems and minimize the blessings in our life. And I think there are so many people... And we can do this. All of us can do this. We can begin to get in seasons where we just complain and we complain and we murmur and we're like, ah. Oh. You know, and, and we leave out this idea of just telling God, you know, thank you, God. It's very simple. Just tell him thank you for what he's done for you. And we get in seasons of, of complaining and I, I did this, the other day I did this and I'll share this story here real quick and uh, we're going to get ready to close here in a bit but, and we're going to take communion here today. I did this the other day. I was... Uh, I was in the car, and I got in, I opened the door, and how many of y'all have kids? So you know the car situation. Uh, Sometimes it gets dirty. (laughs) Let's just leave it there. And I was like, man, I I told them over and over, bring your stuff in, don't make a mess, don't leave trash in the back seat. I mean, I opened that door, there's popcorn bags everywhere. Okay, pop, little popcorn bags, popcorn on the floor. There's like, I mean, I'm like, my goodness. No wonder my grocery bill is so high because it's all in the car. It's, it never left. It never got in the house. Um, there was like little milk stains and little dirt stains in the back of my seat. And I'm like, oh, man, we're, we just went and washed this thing. And I start, I start kind of complaining and murmuring to myself. And I felt God speak to me. And He said, he said this. He said, one day that stuff won't be there. One day the popcorn won't be on the floor. The milk stains won't be on the seat. The dirt won't be on your back seat. Right? This is a season and you're you're choosing to look at the the surface level here and you're overlooking the blessing. And how many of us do that? Like, I'm like, I start overlooking the real blessing that's here. It doesn't mean that we don't correct our kids and tell them, hey, you need to clean up the car, right? We need structure, we need order. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is this, be careful with your heart that it becomes a, a heart of complaining, murmuring, where we start magnifying problems in our life and we're not just thankful for where we're at and what the Lord has done for us. You have something to be thankful for here today. You and I both, we've got something to be thankful for, something that we can tell God, thank you right now. That, that you don't necessarily have to have. But God loves you, and you have it. He's blessed you. And so i got a couple takeaways here I want to put up on the screen today. So as we leave here, first question is just real simple. I asked it in the beginning, how has God blessed me? And I would encourage you to, to write this down. Like think through, take, set aside some time to sit down and say, Lord, how, have you, how am I blessed? And really start thinking about it. And then I even went in a little bit of deeper level. I felt like God was saying, be specific. Like you say, I'm thankful for my kids. Name them. I'm thankful for Arden, Judah, Sailor, right? Name them. Name the thankfulness. Get specific. God, I'm I'm thankful that I'm here right now. I'm thankful for, for my work. I'm thankful that you remove all the anxiousness and anxiety that I've been dealing with. Because you're not the author of any of that. And just begin thanking God with a heart of gratitude. It removes the sting from Satan's attack. And Thanksgiving is the thing that opens the door into the presence of God. This is where healing begins. There's some of you here that this Thanksgiving, you're going you're to have maybe have loved ones that you had in the past that are no longer here with us. And this is an opportunity for you to just shift the perspective and the mindset and say, I'm thankful that I had that person in my life. I'm thankful that I had that mom or that dad or that aunt and uncle. Thankfulness. That kind of heart, it shifts your perspective and it sets you up in the presence of God to truly step into freedom, truly for us to step into freedom. How has God blessed you here today? What are you thankful for here this morning? What can you tell them? Thank you, God. Thank you for positioning. Thank you for doing this. God, what are are the things that you've protected me from that I didn't even know I needed protecting from in the first place? You can thank him for that. How many times has God prevented something from going wrong that you'll never know? You ever think about that? All the decisions, all the choices that I make in life, where where maybe we kind of snub our nose and kind of try to do it with our own power, but God stepped in and protected you anyways. How many things have have happened in your life? How many instances of protection, God's provision, his protection, stepped in and said, no, Satan, not today. Not today. Devil, not today. I'm their protector. Not today. You can thank him for that. Thank him for that. Begin thanking him for that. I want to pray for us here this morning. We're going to take communion here in just a bit. But I I want to pray that we would just, we'd remember this and we would ask ourselves not only how God has blessed me, but also how can I show gratitude to others around me? How can I go out of here this week and live this out? What can I, what can I do to change? Because it's one thing to sit in here this morning and to hear this and go, oh, man, that speaks to me and I hear God's word and I hear it, but to do it and actually live it and put it to action. Who can I tell thank you this week? I say, thank you. Thank, thank you. I'm, I, I want to be known for a heart of gratitude. Thankfulness. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I pray right here and right now for your people here today, Lord. God, I thank you that you're, you're with us. I thank you never leave us. You never forsake us. And no matter what people are going through today, whatever storm they're facing here today, God, whatever battles have shown up in their life, I thank you that we have something to be grateful for, to be thankful for, that we can position ourselves in that kind of way here this morning, God. We can just tell you thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We want to enter, we want to live in your presence, God. We want it to be a daily thing, not just something that we we feel, not just something that's just a Sunday morning, but God, we want it to be a part of our everyday life. God, I thank you for meeting people here this morning. I thank you for speaking people. Holy Spirit, continue to speak to people here today. Open their eyes, open their hearts so this word would be planted and take root here this morning, and it would change and shift our actions. It would shift our perspective. We all have something to be thankful for, God. You're such a good God. Thank you for the blessings you've given us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love when we didn't deserve it, Jesus. Thank you for meeting us in the darkest places. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for never forsaking us. Thank you for always being more than enough. You are more than enough. Thank you for providing. Thank you for healing bodies. Thank you for saving us, God. Pray all these things here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.